Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to El Círculo de Vida, El Podcast, episode number seven. Today I am joined by Michelle D. Davis and Jessica Trias, two wonderful and amazing souls from my mastermind community. They're dear friends and today we're going to be talking about a topic that is intended to close the gap in some of you who are wondering how are you there now because if you don't know we don't we weren't born like this we weren't born with the knowledge we currently have and we have grown through a specific proven process that we're gonna share our stories of how we had it right like how we how we made it right so michelle and jessica do you know how to step into the new you is the topic of today and Please talk to me about what was the thing that changed the game of your life for you? Who wants to go first? <laughs> this is going to be awesome. I'm so excited for this to, for today's episode. Louis, you choose. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. I'll awesome. go first. So for me, it's been... My, my best friend, Google, and I have had many conversations. Did she freeze? Way I'm going to, yeah, you froze for a second. Oh, yeah. Go, start again, because it froze. Okay. For me, my best friend, Google, and I have had numerous conversations. And for me, it has been, is this it? Is this the way that my mind is going to be the rest of my life with all these racing thoughts, with just everything going on? Like, I thought everybody had thought the same way that I did. I didn't know that. I don't want to say I was different because that always gives a negative connotation. But I thought we all were the same. Mm. And I didn't realize so many things that I was... Um, that I was capable of changing. So I went on a Google hunt to figure out what the heck was wrong. And I do that in air quotes wrong with me because I found out I wasn't like everybody else. So that's how my journey began. Mm. Jessica, how did yours begin? Um, I think it was a journey of kind of looking at, different things in my life that had happened and I used to think why am I so anxious um I used to have panic attacks things like that and I was always looking for something to calm me down um and and different different ways that I could chill out and step back from the busyness of life that everybody talks about and how to balance that so I would buy lots of books I would you know always be aware of different apps that we have and um I was always interested in how how people would balance their life yeah mm. it's it's so interesting the the two points that you both brought up and google and how can I stop this anxiousness these things that I don't like because for me for example I was a very aggressive kid. I was like mad, um, explosive, 
I really didn't have any control over it, over my emotions and that led me to keep making horrible decisions and bad mistakes and it was at one point I was like 15 or 16 years old I think that I started like being aware of how I was and that there were people that were just happy and joyous all the time and I was like why can't I be like that why am I the one that has to be mad all the time why why am I the one that explodes for any reason all the time and why can't I change that and it was precisely those questions that started me in the journey of asking why am I like this and Google was a friend of mine too and it still is right because when I didn't have anyone, I didn't have positive influences in my life, not even in my family, because, yeah, my dad was a very successful doctor. And he was a very good at what he did. But as a person, he couldn't teach me a lot because he just was a good doctor. I got my being aggressive, my short temper from him. So I didn't, I didn't really have any role models that, can, that could take me on the process of me being better. And it was when I started saying, okay, can I change this? Can I be better? And why are successful people successful and why am I not? And that chain of, that chain of questions really started something that I had no idea was possible. And it was that I discovered that you can actually change the things you don't like about yourself. What were some of the resources that you guys used when you, when you discovered that, oh, I can actually change stuff in me? One of the first things I did, and Jessica mentioned um, self-help books, I, I turned to apps. I started listening to relaxing. Um, I think, I don't know, if, are we allowed to mention app yeah. names on here. Okay. Yeah. Mindspace was one that came up in my Google searches uh, for relaxing at night, um, letting go of the racing thoughts. I think the first one that came up for me that I actually searched about was the racing thoughts, like how to slow my mind down. Headspace, Mindspace, I think it's Headspace, um, was the first app that I downloaded. So the meditation, even though I wasn't meditating, I was just becoming aware of how my thoughts, how racing my thoughts were, and could I at least slow them down? That's where mine, mine began. Yeah. I like that you mentioned the racing thoughts because with me, um, I, was, I wasn't formally diagnosed with ADHD, but everyone said I had it because my mind was just always here and there and there and there and everywhere. And, I couldn't really focus on one thing because my thoughts were going so fast. Even now, I'm having this conversation and I'm thinking at the next 15 phrases that I'm going to say. And I, I think that's just, that's just how our minds work until we slow them down. Now, the challenging question is, how do we slow them down? So, Jessica, you are, you're a really good note taker. What was... How did you manage controlling your mind to get over that anxiety? Um, for me, it was breathing. I, I've always known that breathing is really important, um, especially 
I've heard of the technique of you breathe in as as deeply as you can, you hold it for four, and then you breathe out, and then you do the same again. And there's another one where you breathe in, you hold it for four, and you think of a square, and you hold it for four at the top of the square, then you hold it across, and then when you breathe out, you do the other side of the square. So you're constantly thinking of this square in front of you and going around drawing a square with your with your breathing um and it's something that takes a lot of practice because you can think about it but you can you have to do the breathing in through your nose and you have to really do it properly some people just breathe and they go i breathed in i did it and it's not it doesn't work. You can't breathe in for one second and then breathe out for one second. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I like how fast this conversation has evolved into where I wanted it to go because I know, I knew that this was, this was where it was going to end. And it is breathing, right? Most people think that changing who you are is very difficult. And the truth about it is that it's not that difficult at all, right? For me, what really was the catalyst that changed who I was and how I was and how I acted, how I thought, how I thought, saw things too, was meditation, breathing. Why? We're constantly having so much thoughts in our head all day, 70,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot. Can you think about 70,000 things right now? You cannot. But throughout your day, you do. And how can we quiet our minds in order to see what I actually want, who I actually am? Because here's the thing. You think you're someone, but you're not. You're not what you think you are. You are what you think. So what are you thinking on a daily basis is what you are really becoming and what you really are now. And when I started this process of meditation, to me was like, oh shit, isn't that like for people who have nothing to do with their lives? Isn't that for like Buddhists and monks that are in monasteries doing breathing all day? And surprisingly not. It only takes 15 minutes a day to change your life. It, yeah, it sounds like, oh really, Luis? 15 minutes a day can really make you aware of the things you're thinking on a daily basis. And Michelle, can you talk to me about some of the experiences you've had with meditation and how it has influenced your life. Well, it's funny you brought up the monks because I thought the whole spiritual experience and the whole meditating was somebody sitting with their knees crossed and, um, and I always thought of the monks and the Buddhists and, you know, that was never my thing. Like I thought that was some guru stuff. And now knowing that 15 minutes a day changes my day. And you brought up a good point. Like what we think about, we bring about. So it's like, what are we thinking about? And once I think you start the meditation, which obviously leads into Jessica's with the breathing, you realize what you are thinking about. And even though I can say I had racing thoughts all day, I couldn't tell you what I thought about. Mm -hmm. 
I couldn't identify them. They would come. I, I would always say when I would sit down to journal even, I would put, I'm here to journal, so I'm writing this down. I, I, my thoughts were going so fast, I couldn't even capture them on paper. Mm-hmm. But the meditation has allowed me to focus. And I think that's where my life has changed because I can now give my mind permission, sad to say, but give my mind permission to focus on nothing or something. Yeah. It's, It's very powerful when you discover that you can actually choose what you think and what you focus upon because what are we focusing on, right? When, when, before I meditated, my mind was always everywhere and I had the same problem. I couldn't say what I wanted to do. I couldn't know who I wanted to be or what I liked. And that was a serious problem because when I started this process, I was 18 and in my head, I was shit. I'm almost going to be an adult. I'm practically an adult right now and I still don't know shit. And the worst part about it is that I'm actually really young. I'm still really young. And there are people who have never in their life tried this because they are still on the same thought that, oh, meditation, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I have things to do. I have more important things to do than sit around and do nothing. And it's sad. It's sad that people think that because they're not, not, they're not even trying it. They're so close to the idea that I'm going to waste my time that they, they don't even consider what could come out of it. And me personally, I know this because I was like that. I didn't want to try meditation. I learned about it and I ignored it for like months. No, well, let me not. ask. Let me excuse me. Let me ask you. You said something. Isn't do you? What do you consider now? Would you say that the difference in meditating is the difference in living and not living? And so many people never now get the chance to live because they are closed-minded to it. Yes. Thank you for bringing this <laughs> up. And you said a very important word now. People, way too many of us, and I'm going to say us because we, we do it too. Even though we practice meditation, we're in personal development, we grow ourselves every day, we sometimes forget to be in the now. And by not being in the now, we're actually not living. Because here's yeah. the thing. There's past, present, and future. Way too much of the time we're spending in the past. Oh, I didn't do this. Oh, when I was 15, I could have done this and I didn't do it. And I, it doesn't matter because it already happened. And what we don't see is that we're missing out on living now, on seeing all the beautiful gifts that we have now to actually live life. It's like you're, you're not living. It's really like if you're not living because people don't know how to be now and Thank you for bringing this up because I I have been helping my little brother, he's 16, to be in the now. But I've got to do it through a subconscious process that he doesn't notice it. Because if he doesn't have his phone, 
he's dying. He doesn't know how to, what to do. He doesn't know how to look people in the eyes because we're so used to being like this and seeing Instagram posts, being in WhatsApp, looking for ways to distract ourselves during the day that we actually never take the time to see what's important to us or to see what actually, what am I thinking? People don't even know they think. It's thinking is something that is so like, everyone says it, parents says it, parents say it all the time when we were growing up. Think, think for God's sake, but what is thinking? Did they teach you how to think? What, do you, what does that mean, think? Okay, yeah. I'm thinking about it. I know I did wrong. I know I did that. I'm thinking about it. What now? <laughs> yeah, like, I remember when I was in the pattern of doing things wrong all the time, and when I say all the time, it's all the time. I was like, yeah, I know I'm doing things wrong, but why? And I, I couldn't, like, I didn't understand what thinking was. And it was when I started meditating that I could actually see what thoughts were. I didn't have to search up what is thinking because what would actually appear if we search up what is thinking? I don't know, but we just think. Thoughts are things that are just there. They're ideas. That's a good explanation for the thoughts. They're ideas. And out of so many ideas that we can have, how many are we taking for ourselves? Oh, yeah. Jessica, what do you think about this? Wow, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, I think reading as well, the book I'm reading right now, um, thoughts create everything. It, it can change your whole day. You can decide before you go to bed how your day is going to go the next day and you can direct it from your thoughts. You can put them on paper. You can write down the order. You can write down what time you're going to do what. You can write down what you're going to eat. You can write down what workout you're going to do. You can write down what you're going to read. You have control of so many things during the day for yourself. Yeah. There are things out there that we can't control, but you can control what you're doing. You can control the direction of your whole day and say, actually, I had a good day today. Because yeah. I thought about every second, every hour of my day. So that has really helped me a lot time blocking and saying this hour is for me nobody else you just brought up two massively powerful things one we are originators creators of our thoughts this is something ah, this is so powerful because if thoughts are who we are and we can create the thoughts that we have, then what can't we do? And number two, time blocks. We can actually determine what am I going to do during my time, which is 24 hours. No matter where you are, you got 24 hours. 
in those 24 hours, what am I going to do? And it's all based on the thoughts that you're having. It's all based on what are you writing because those are thoughts. Those are the ideas that you're having. And for me, time blocks is something that I learned recently. Like in the first Secret Sauce season one was where I learned that about time blocks because how can I be productive? Okay, now I'm understanding what are thoughts. I'm, I'm getting the idea that they are something that I need to put more time into it and more effort. But how can I make them work for me? How can I have productive thoughts? Because you see, once you start understanding your thoughts, you got to also understand how am I going to use them? Because we've just given you a powerful tool. You can think. Congratulations, you can think. (laughs) Most people don't think. Most people are just living life day to day, letting whatever happens happen. And that's a critical mistake. We've isn't that isn't that where stress comes from where people have no control they feel wait a minute they feel they don't have control of their day of their life and is that not where, where stress originates that's stress so you're telling us which we know as well that if you take control not only will you have a better life you will have a stressless life yes I'm already loving this podcast so much value. What Michelle just said is that if you are living under stress, which is a 99.99% probability, the thing that you have to do to live stress-free is choose your thoughts. Why? Because when you feel out of control, when you feel like you are not controlling life, you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get anxious, which is what Jessica mentioned up when when we started this call, anxiety. I didn't know what an anxiety attack was until I was 18. I was working at a car wash with a friend of mine and Suddenly, I just started feeling horrible. I started feeling as I couldn't breathe, as everything was like falling in me. I felt crushed. And I said, what the fuck is this? Where is it coming from? I didn't understand it. And I did something that was, uh, it was crazy, but it worked for me. That day, I bought a trip to Australia. (laughs) I felt so overwhelmed. I felt like I had no control over my life. I didn't know about meditation. Well, I knew about it. I just was in the same mindset. I'm not going to try this shit out. I'm not going to waste my time. But what I wasn't noticing was that I felt that I didn't have time. I was 18. It's stupid for an 18-year-old to think you don't have time. Because when you talk with someone else, like a 50-year-old, they're going to say, like, dude, what the fuck are you talking? You do know that you have, like, four years left still. Plus, that's just before you start really thinking that you don't have time. And on that trip, I didn't meditate. But I was mindful. 
And there's a difference between being mindful and being mindful. When I was over there, my mind was so clear that I could actually think. And why do I bring this up? For the people who still think that meditation is something boring, it is, if you think about it like that. But meditation by no means has to be boring. I was literally petting koalas and kangaroos, and that was my meditation. You can practice meditation smoking. I smoke. That calms me down, seeing the smoke, because meditation is just about being in this moment through your breath. Oh my God, what? Being in this moment, what is that? Well, it's living. When you're living, you're actually living. You're actually seeing things as they are. And it was something very powerful when I started seeing that space was being created in my mind. I was no longer being restrained to the idea that, well, if things are like this, I'm going to be doomed forever because I'm an aggressive son of a bitch and I can't control that. But when I, when I started taking that time to just be, to stop questioning, why am I like this? What do I like? What am I going to do? Because we're thinking all the day. Remember that we told you, you only need to meditate 15 minutes a day. You have 24 hours. You're thinking all day. So if you take 15 minutes, that's nothing to just go on a walk, smoke if you smoke, go running, go pet your dog, go to the park. Trust me, it's going to make a huge ass difference in your mind because you're actually going to be able to distinguish things. You're actually going to be able to see what are you thinking because thoughts, yeah, they're invisible, but you can actually see them. You can actually see, oh, 15 years from now, if I keep doing this, which it may be watching Netflix all day. I love Netflix. But if I watch Netflix all day, I'm aware now that 15 years from now, if I keep watching Netflix five hours a day, I'm not going to get much done. You're actually going to be able to see the things that are not helping you and the things that are actually helping you move forward. Wow. I got a lot off of my chest right now. Well, you just opened my eyes to something because as I sat here and smoke, and I don't recommend anyone to start it for any reason, especially this, but I have always said I enjoy smoking. And you just gave me the answer to put into words what I enjoy about it. It is a meditation for me. It is that moment where I take to myself, because, you know, working in corporate America, for years, you can't smoke inside the buildings, of course. So it was my moment, my time to go spend with myself and be in the now. Yeah. Oh, and I never, I never could put into words why I enjoy it. Yeah. To me, it was the same. Like, I'm young, and when older people see a young person smoking, they're like, oh, you're killing yourself, and... At some point, yeah, they're kind of right. Smoking is not that good. 
but I don't, I don't do it with the purpose of, oh, I want to fuck myself up. I do it with the purpose of being now because actually most people when they're smoking, they're not on their phones. They're not thinking shit. They're just, I got my smoke. Let me smoke. Yo, I'm smoking. That time is precious because if you are just doing that, you're actually making space for the rest of your day. Bam. Yeah. And that's where the power comes. That's, that's where you can actually say, shit, okay. I haven't done this. I should, I should go ahead and, and read that book I haven't read. I should actually go and talk to someone that I wanted to talk. Oh, I have some work that I have to get done. Let me, let me finish it. You get refreshed. It's, it's like drinking water. Which, by the way, drinking water is also a meditation. Everything, every single day, you can meditate. And the best part about this is that you get to a point where you are always meditating. You start breathing in a certain way that just negativity can't get into you. Bad thoughts can't get into you. Because you are so aware of your breathing and just your breathing that you're actually seeing everything outside of you. Because here's the thing. I think it was Aldous Huxley that said, that said this. Please don't smash me if I'm wrong, if he wasn't the person who said it. But the only corner of the universe that you can actually control is yourself. It's the only thing you're under control. And that's why a lot of people feel that they're not in control of their lives because they're trying to control absolutely everything outside of them instead of what's in me. What's in you are your thoughts and yourself. There's nothing worse than being in a prison that you don't know you're in one. And that prison is your head. It hurts. To me, it hurts a lot when I saw, when I felt that I was a prison, that I was a prisoner. Because the worst part about it was that there was no end date. There wasn't a day that I was gonna get released out of it. Well, there was, and it's death. And I'm not ready to die right now. I can because I feel, I feel like I have accomplished so much. I wouldn't have a problem dying, but I'm not in prison anymore. And because I'm not in a prison, I feel comfortable talking about death at 20 years old, which is something that it's, it's not a comfortable topic, right? Talking about your expiration date, everything expires. You will too. So it's time to make space for you. As we talked on yesterday's podcast, it's time to take care of yourself. Stop Really, don't take this wrong because stop giving a fuck about other people. Everyone has their own shit. You have your own shit. So why are you giving more attention to what Francis is going, what Francis that she left her boyfriend instead of you? If you take care of you, trust me, things around you will start getting better. Jess, 
Michelle, do you want to add something to this? Because I could end this call right now and I, I feel good. Okay, the question is, do you want to end this call now or do you want more info for no. another episode? No. <laughs> Let's keep it going. I want to take this to, I'd like to take this to another level and hear y'all's opinions and thoughts on this. Yeah. When you mentioned smoking and just like in drinking water, are you not doing those things with an intention? Hmm. AKA also known as a form of meditation in meditation. You sit down with an intention to sit with yourself. We do that when we smoke, we do that when we focus on how much water we drink. So is intention, how much does intention play in a stress-free life and controlling our thoughts? Wow. Jess. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let's end this call because it's going to end. Sumi's going to kick us out. But how much does intention influence your life? And when we come back, Jess is going to talk about that. And then I'm going okay. next. We're back, family. That was a short, short, short break that we had. We're back here. And we're talking about how much does intention influence your life. Thank you for bringing this up. This is powerful. Wow. Um, I think intention is everything. And I, I remember when someone talked about intentions and I thought, sometimes I'm confused in my intention. You know, I, I want to do so many things. And then I thought, no, I have to narrow it down to one thing. And that's been really important for me. So sometimes I intentionally leave my phone in my room and go and spend time with my family. I make it an intention that I want to pay attention to the people in the room. Yeah. So when I do my Instagram lives, I'm the same. I set an intention of the message that I want to share with people and I keep to that intention. Yeah. So, um, if I think of other examples, just did, going... did you know what intention was before you started embarking on this journey? Um, I did, did you set intentions prior to the beginning of your journey. I did, but not so much as I do now. To me, intentions have always, I think intentions are present in everyone's life, but they don't recognize, and I'm, I'm including myself, the power behind them. Because before my journey of growth started, I had intentions, they were just bad. I said bad intentions. I literally said bad intentions. I wanted to hurt people mentally and sometimes physically because I was kind of a bully. I'm not proud of it. I'm not at all proud of it. And I, I, you know, I reached out to every single person that I once had a bad intention with and I cured things up and I, I showed them that, yo, I'm sorry. I was stupid as fuck, but the power of intention 
is something to be very cautious of because the universe doesn't care if you're you're doing something positive or negative. It's just gonna give you what you ask for. And if your intention is to do wrong, you're gonna do wrong. If your intention is to help someone grow, is to share a message, is to share peace, is to share love, then you're gonna do exactly that. For example, prior to this call, I meditated for 25 minutes. And my intention was to give my best. That was all. Before this podcast, I just have the topic. I don't, I don't make myself at this moment, probably in the future I will, but I don't write down bullet points or nothing. I just let out everything I have inside. But before that, I make the space on my mind. Because we're, from the moment you wake up, you're thinking. Even when you're sleeping, you're thinking the things that you thought during the day. And those are dreams. And that's a topic for another podcast because dreams are powerful. (laughs) (laughs) But we never stop thinking. So that intention that you have prior to doing something is going to influence massively the result that you end up with. So how much does intention influence your life? I would say 100%. Aren't intentions thoughts intentions are thoughts and here's the see, ah, Michelle you're, you're making wonderful <laughs> questions thoughts are absolutely everything look at how powerful thoughts are have have you traveled before listener have you traveled before planes didn't exist they were a thought an idea that the Wright brothers had, and they said, whoa, could you imagine us in the air, in a sort of vehicle that could soar? And they were like, is it possible? And they started creating it. It's the same with cars. It's the same with this microphone. It's the same with this call right now, with computers, with technology. At some point, they were just thoughts in someone's head it was the guy who discovered the the waves that that we can actually communicate through invisible sound waves that we cannot see his friends his friends put him in a mental hospital because they thought he was crazy that's how powerful thoughts are people may think that you're fucking crazy when you're having a breakthrough but trust me we're creators we are creators we are part of whatever this is this universe this simulation whatever the fuck you want to call it we are part of it and we are the only thing that can manipulate it every resource that we have we can actually transform it and use it that someone hasn't yet found how to, it's another thing. But look at black matter, anti-energy. There's <laughs> right now we operate on energy and gas, on fuels, right? There's something called anti-matter, anti-energy, or negative energy. I don't remember how it is. Zero energy. It it doesn't have. 
it's unlimited energy. It doesn't wear off, it doesn't run off. And someone actually right now is thinking, how can we use this in our civilization? How can we use this for our world? And it's a crazy idea. It's very dangerous because it's anti-matter. We, we are all composed of matter, right? We have cells, this is matter, everything we know is matter. Can you imagine operating matter with antimatter? It sounds crazy, but someone already thought about it and they're already thinking on how we can employ it. Pow thoughts are powerful. Because the guy that had that thought has now set the intention to discover more about it and how can we use it? Just like the plane came about, the cars came about. They had a thought, AKA idea, and they put intention to figure it out. Yeah. And that actually is kind of how I got on this journey because I would look at other people and go, wait a minute, if they can do it, why can't I? Yeah. But they had intentions in the thoughts that my racing mind didn't have. Mm -hmm. Well, my racing mind probably <clears throat> had it, but as you mentioned, I was in prison too. I call, I call myself free now. Yeah. I feel totally free. I, it's, it's, you can actually look at my license from two years ago. I was 18. I look older than now. I was so in prison that my face was deteriorated, was fucking up faster than it should because all the stress, the anxiety, the doubt, the fear, it takes a toll on your physical because even though thoughts are unmaterial, they represent absolutely everything that happens on your physical experience because we have these bodies right, these flesh skins, these meat suits, but the only point of them is for you to enjoy and to be able to manipulate the things that you're seeing. But the real game is in your head. That's why if you're still in prison, I want you to embark on this journey with us because we are making something way bigger than just this podcast than just talking on calls about the power of thoughts and self-care and self-love and other things. Because as you can see, we weren't like this. We didn't have this knowledge and these ideas that we have in our heads now. So how can we access new ideas? I'm going to let Jessica answer that one because Jessica's got a little back connection, I feel, that can help us with that one. So repeat the question again, sorry. How can we get new ideas or new thoughts? Wow, wow. I think if you want new thoughts, you have to step out of your comfort zone. Nothing is... Nothing is made in your comfort zone, nothing. So you have to think outside of the box, as they say. Yeah. And I will add like meditating and finding the information I found out from Google in the beginning was uncomfortable. 
it was difficult to start because it was different. And I have related, especially in the last year, anything that is different and out of my normal routine is uncomfortable. So when we say uncomfortable, it doesn't have to be this monumental stack of fears against what you need to do or could do or should be doing. It can be as simple as changing your morning routine that is uncomfortable. Cool. It's uncomfortable yeah. for people to get up an hour early and have a morning routine. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for bring, bringing uncomfortable to the table because one of the things that I had to do that was super uncomfortable and boring to me was reading. Every, every millennial and even older people, when you mention up a book, they're like, yeah, I'm not reading. I, I don't like reading. It bores me. I, I feel asleep and blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. Everything you want is out of your comfort zone. If you want it, it's out of your comfort zone. Trust me. Trust me. You're going to have to do shit that you've never done before and that is going to be super uncomfortable for you to do. But can it be simplified to the point of saying uncomfortable can also be looked at just doing something different yeah. that you're not doing now? Yep. Yes, definitely. I yeah. think... Um, also, you have to remember that your body has muscle memory. So your body knows what time you wake up. And if I blindfolded you and said, walk to the bathroom, you, your body would actually know the, the route from your bed to the bathroom because your muscles have done that every day. So just changing that and saying, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to write with my left hand your brain starts going, wait a minute, we didn't do this yesterday. What's this? It's uncomfortable, isn't it? Yes. Have you ever thought about how drunk people get to their homes? Yeah. They're basically unconscious and they still make it home, driving <laughs> or walking or however they are. Even driving? How does a drunk person drive, and I have been in a car with one where I should not have been in the car, he was so drunk, how did he make it home? How did he remember where he lived? Because his muscles remembered exactly. Exactly. Your muscles exactly. know where your keys are in your back pocket. Yeah. Yep. That's in a good point. In yesterday's podcast, I, I mentioned that our bodies are way more connected to our minds than we think. Way more connected. We, are, we feel that we're in charge of our body. But our, really, our bodies are in charge of us, and our minds are just being aware of our bodies. Okay, so since you brought that up, let's, let's explore this. I'm curious. I don't know the answer. I'm asking legit. Um, when we were in this mental prison, how does that relate to our bodies being in that mental prison versus now being mentally free to our bodies? Hmm. That's, a, that's a great question. And I think that 
we were in the mental prison because our bodies were doing the things that they were used to doing. They were using that muscle <clears throat> memory, weren't they? Yeah. For example, me, I was aggressive because my dad was aggressive. So my muscle memory was just, I'm mad, I'm going to throw this shit to the ground. I'm going to break it. If I'm mad, I'm going to punch you. And that was my muscle memory. And I couldn't get out of that prison because my muscles were just used to reacting a certain way. And it's not, it takes a lot of power and willpower. It takes you wanting to change that muscle memory for you to actually change your mind. And thanks for bringing up the body because motion creates emotion. And this has been something very powerful because part of me being able to grow more is involving the things that I'm doing with emotion. And I'm going to link it back up to doing things that you're, you're uncomfortable doing. For example, for me was reading books, right? Because when I knew that thoughts were powerful, and I needed new thoughts and ideas in order to do new things and get different results. I had to get new ideas. How did I do that? Books, podcasts, audios, self-talk books, and all those things, right? So what did I do? I started reading just a little bit of books. I didn't remember. 2018, two years ago, I don't like reading. Um, I'm a jerk. I'm a military kid. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing to enlist in the military, so I'm very physical. I'm out of my mind. I'm into my body, right? So when I started this process of getting into my mind, I started reading like five pages a day because I still don't like it. I hate it. For the purposes, I hate it. So five, five pages and five pages next day and five pages. And then a week later, I started kind of liking reading books. I didn't, I still wasn't into it, but I was like, hmm, my muscle memory is now getting used to me opening the book and reading five pages and getting those new ideas was the thing that I actually liked. It wasn't reading, it was getting new ideas. Because do you know how to step into the new you? You probably don't, right? And right now we are giving you the ideas through this podcast in for you to step into that new you but we have gone through a different process than you're going through right now we're making it actually easier for you we're get, we're making it so easier because we're spending money on courses on books on mentorship to get this information and we're giving it to you for free so you see there is a process that you must go through that you are not having to go through right now, we're actually making it easier for you because we already went through it. Your muscle memory and your job right now is just to come back. If you come back, you can keep growing because it's all about in the persistence, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's all about in the persistence because no matter how much you're thinking, if you're not thinking and having the right habits and habits is what Michelle said, changing your morning routine, that's a habit. 
then you won't see very different things. If you, if you try meditation, right? I'm telling you this right now. If you try it, stress is going to go away. I, I don't care if you try it because I'm doing it. And Michelle is doing it. And Jessica is doing it. And we're not doing it for 15 minutes. We're doing it for two hours. Yeah. 15 minutes will change your life. Imagine what two hours will do. I don't have stress. I don't get stress anymore. I don't get anxious anymore because I'm in this moment all the time. So if you actually try meditation and you see like, oh, wow, I, when, I, when I got up from meditation, I was just feeling so calm and wow, my stress was gone before it. I was like mad at my mom because she was screaming at me and my husband and blah, blah, blah. But if you only go to meditation when you're feeling stressed, then it's only going to work that time. If you're not persistent with that habit of whatever it may be, in this case, where you were using meditation as, a, as an example, right? When you get into doing it persistently, you're actually going to start seeing the permanent results. And I can tell you, when I started it, I was super uncomfortable. Super. It was like, ah, I got to lay down now and do nothing. And a lot of thoughts were coming into my head and thoughts from 10 years ago were coming into my head. And I was like, I didn't even remember this. Why is it coming up now? Mm -hmm. And after a while, they started fading away. And that fading away has now transferred to out of meditation too. Now, really, I don't have to meditate because I'm always in a meditation state. You see, it's all about state. This is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of not being stressed, of not being anxious, of not being worried, of not questioning who I am or what I like because you just are. And this is something that you learn with practice and it's stupid because you already are. You don't got to learn how you are because you are. But in the process of programming, we're programmed the wrong way. It's like we're programmed for success, but we're taught to tolerate failure. Why? Why do I have to find out who I am? Why do I have to go to college for someone else to tell me, you're this? No, I'm not. I'm this. I don't, I don't got to question. I don't got to, I don't got to ask someone else. Hey, what do I like? You like what you like. Doesn't matter. You like it. Doesn't make you happy. Doesn't make you feel good. Then, Hey, guess what? Boo. You're good. You're here. Yeah. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? Have you, you, have you heard this a lot of times during this podcast? That's how much, that's how many times I monitor my thoughts. Just like we check our Instagrams, how many times a day? A million? Our email? Our Facebook? Whatever it may be, we check it a lot. I check a lot how I'm thinking. That's awesome. That is so good. And you know, Louis, you came up with something so true. When you talk about reading, 
When you open a book, aren't you stepping into somebody else's thoughts? Yes. Thank you. Here's the thing. There are books hundreds of years old. I'm 20. Do I think like a 20-year-old? No, I do not. Then why do you think that is? I read 100-year-old books. I get the knowledge of someone that passed away three generations ago. When you read, you're actually saving yourself time. You're progressing in your timeline. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm getting into a bit of spirituality now, okay? We are spiritual beings having a human experience. What does this mean? It's not your age. It's not your color. It's not where you're from. It's your mind. Because in your mind, you have your spirit. Your spirit gives you thoughts that come into this mind, which is flesh, that transfer into this body, which gives out a vibration that other people can feel. You are a spirit. You are not 20 years old. You are not 60. You are not 24. You are not 100. You just are and you can expand who you are not by eating and getting fat because that that you're gonna expand your skin not your mind right <laughs> <laughs> but so eating doesn't make the mind grow <laughs> like it makes the body grow <laughs> Eating doesn't make the mind grow, but it does influence how your mind works. True. Veganism. I'm, I'm not a vegan, but eating fresh things actually allows you to have fresher thoughts because you're always eating something that's fresh. It's not the same as eating a week old dead animal. Right. But could we could we say though that expanding your body with food is the same as expanding your mind by reading? Oh yes, yes, love that result. That was yeah. awesome. This is going yeah. in the in the premiere clip. <laughs> yeah, say that again. Yeah, please. Expanding your body with food is the same as expanding your mind with reading. Did I say it right that time? Yeah. Yeah. Visually, I see what Lewis described as expanding your body because you're putting all this extra food into it. Well, can we not expand our mind by putting all the information from books in it? Yeah. That's, wow. That was very, very powerful because it's true. It's exactly the same. That's a perfect visual representation of how you grow. If you eat a lot of food, what is going to happen? You're going to get really fucking fat. If you eat a lot of books, not, please don't go and physically eat the books. Uh, <laughs> don't do that, please. But if you go and eat the knowledge of the books by reading them, you're going to grow. You're going to step into the new you. And here's the best part. Yo, okay. Consume. We can use the word consume. Consume a lot of food makes your body grow. Consuming yeah. a lot of books makes your mind grow. Yeah. Yes. 
here's the best part. There's a book about everything. Look, okay, I don't know about what this book is, but do you want to grow on selling? There's a book for selling. Do you want to be more powerful, a very powerful leader? There's a book on powerful leaders. Do you want to know how to receive more? There's a book for that too. Ask and it is given. Now There's people can't see that you're holding up a book for every one of these, can they? Yeah. Are, are you re oh Oh, there's ah right. But I'm <laughs> you gonna... have a book for everything you have mentioned. You have held up a book, so I want to yeah. make that clear to the to the listeners out there. For a second, I forgot this was a podcast. But you can actually get the visual side of this podcast, the visual experience through YouTube on El Circulo de Vida podcast, Circulo de Vida. There's I'm gonna upload this Zoom call so you can actually see our faces and what we're doing, the books I'm showing. So you can, if you're more of a visual person, I'm a more visual person, but I like hearing too, because when I'm on the go, I can't see, right? So there's a book for everything. That's the point. You can grow as much as you want with the right books and information. And if you find people like us that just like helping other people grow, you're going to get it for free. Why we're paying it. We're paying it for this information. You're getting it for free. There's a lot of tools there's a lot of resources for you to grow you just have to have the desire the burning desire to grow to be better and it's possible yeah you, you hear me now and i'm an international speaker now it sounds it blows my mind to say that i've talked in more than 12 countries this wasn't me. For the people that know me from high school, from middle school, from elementary, y'all know I wasn't like this. Y'all know I was an asshole. Hola, Alexa. ¿Qué pasó, mami? This? You, you, oh, right. You're, you can't see this. Kids, they're sponges. We're the same. Kids learn absolutely everything they hear. They capture everything they see. We, when we grow up, we think that it's time to stop learning because we're grown, right? Most people graduate high school or college and that's it for them. That's, that's the end of them growing. Most people they stop, get... They stop reading, don't they? I, yeah. That's a good point. I never thought about that. But after college, I never picked up another l educational learning type book. They were all just stories, you know, for fun reading. Yeah. That's a good point. When, when I got out of high school, I said, I'm never, ever fucking again picking up a book. I've read more than 20 books already. Mm. There's a lot of knowledge out there. Yeah, and also I think, you know, people always say when we think of our, this topic of stepping into the new year, people always say feed your mind, body, and soul. But then we don't talk about more than that. Mm. Feed your mind books. Feed your body good food. Feed your soul, to me, is so many different things. 
What feeds your soul? Is it something you do that you love to do? Or is it something you do that quiets your mind and you feel centered in your soul? That's a good point. It is a wonderful point. And thank you for bringing up the soul again, because we're going to have to do a podcast on the soul. We, we're very physical and we know that we have minds, but we forget our souls. So much of the times we forget our souls, manage your thoughts, right? Our souls, I don't, I don't, I, I honestly, I have read about a lot of it and I still haven't touched the tip of understanding my soul. I just know I have an old soul. That's what I've been told. People have told me that I, my, my soul color is green. That's how deep souls go. They have colors. They have ages. And Abraham on, on asking it is given, he said we have millions of entities living inside our souls. Yeah. How many lifetimes have we already lived? Maybe at some point you were an emperor, a princess, a queen, an alien, a, a frog. I don't know. A badge. A badge. <laughs> <laughs> right? How many lives did we not, or how many times did we not live in those bodies, though? Yeah. Whoa. <clears throat> Whoa, that's a whole different topic. Wow. Well, because we were just talking about how, you know, we die or we never live because we're not in the now. And it makes you wonder how many times we have been in a body and not actually lived. Yeah. Jess, and yesterday you uploaded a, a photo in your chat that was about the book. Um, I forgot the name. What, what's the book? Um... The book that I've written. Yeah, the the one you're you're reading now. Oh, um, the science of getting rich. The science of getting rich by yeah. Wallace DeWattles. The yeah. book I'm reading, yeah. It says, and the the basic point of that book is that God or the source. I I'm not a fan of saying God for everyone who doesn't know me because people have a connotation that God is a person, and I think that God is God is. That's God is. And the source wants us to be affluent, wants us to be successful, wants us to be happy. Can you imagine dying and that God or the source is actually a person that you can talk to and meet and whatever? And he asks you, so what do you do with your life? Did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? How much people did you help? And you were like, I, I could have fun. I, I was supposed to enjoy it. I was in misery the whole time. You got to live life. You got to follow the things that actually make your heart beat. For me, podcast, doing this, sharing with you guys, this excites me because I know how shit it is to be living a life that you think 
well, this is it. Uh, I'm doomed. I'm, I'm an asshole, so that's what I'm going to be forever. I'm stupid because in my classroom, I was one of the stupid kids. <laughs> Not because I was actually stupid. I was really smart. I just didn't care about studying because I thought that thoughts were important. I thought, well, why, why am I going to read a book? That's a hundred-year-old book. I don't care about the history of the world. You can change whatever you don't like in yourself. Yes. That's a very good point. And, and the, the book, The Science of Getting Rich, is so important because the universe wants you to be rich, to, to fulfill your life, to fulfill your purpose to do all these things that we see so many millionaires doing right now, the universe wants you to capture that in you too. And it's up to you to find that because the universe every day is, is watching what you're doing. Have you found your purpose today? Yeah. Have you found your purpose? Not only today, have you found your purpose? Yeah. Because you see, when, when I was lost, it was because I didn't have a purpose. Even when I found out that I could think, actually think, not, not like, oh yeah, I think, yeah, whatever. That I could choose my thoughts, I still didn't know where to direct that energy because I didn't know what I liked, what I wanted to do. I knew that I was a good communicator because, you know, like in the movies, they're like the theater kids, the, the, the athletes. I was a theater kid. I liked playing other roles because I didn't know mine. Mm -hmm. And thanks to the Secret Sauce Academy, <laughs> shout out plug, I actually found the thing that was my purpose. And I'm going to give you all a hint. You already know it. You're just not aware of it. Your purpose is that thing that you like doing. But you probably think it's stupid. You probably think oh, it's, it's useless. For me, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a very good communicator. I can communicate a message. In my head, that was like, yeah, so? So what? I can talk. You have something. Maybe for you, it's drawing. Maybe for you, it's taking care of kids. Maybe for you, it's hearing people. Maybe for you, it's connecting people together. But you have something that you probably think it's stupid, or you probably think it's worthless or useless, but trust me, that's the thing that you do. That's your thing. If you make people laugh, you fucking make people laugh. But you think, because you're worrying too much about money, and I did this too. We worry so much about money that we think, oh, this isn't, this isn't going to make me money. I make people laugh, so what? What's going to be my career? You idiot, you stupid. And this is for me. I'm not calling you stupid or idiot. Just don't get offended. This is what I told myself. When I discovered my secret sauce, you stupid, you had it all the time, but you were just thinking about money. You were thinking, oh shit, I need to make money and I'm not making money, but it was because I wasn't using what I had. Mm -hmm. I wasn't using my tool. My tool is this. I can talk. 
I'm a parrot. <laughs> and you're so good at right? yeah, you're so good at talking to people. But we think it has to be something very complicated. We think it has to be something that so specialized. I'm an electric mechanic engineer. I, I, I specialize in treating bugs inside of jet fuel airplanes that work on antimatter. And that is my purpose in life. No, you stupid. You just like putting stuff together. That's why I'm a mechanical engineer. I like putting stuff together. Simplify your life. Don't try to complicate it. Look at what you got now. Inspect yourself and see and see it and see and say it to yourself. I'm good at this. I like this. I have fun when I'm doing this and I can do it for hours. This call has gone on for like an hour 30. Second podcast that goes over an hour. I'm proud of myself and proud of you guys too because you're part of this with me. This is our purpose. We're sharing it with you guys right now. Is it hard? No. We're in our houses chilling. We're having fun. These are my friends. I'm just hanging out with my friends and I'm fulfilling my purpose in life. I'm helping other people grow. That's what it's about. But first, take care of you. Wow, didn't this just send with like the perfect message? Yeah. Wow. So, Michelle, you're on mute. Oh, you were on a roll, dude. Yeah, I was on fire. I was watching the clock. I'm like, oh, it's going to cut off any minute. I even forgot <laughs> about it, to be honest. <laughs> Yo, so to go wrapping this call up, I don't if you're still listening to this podcast up to here, you have your purpose and you want to find it, you want to grow, do it. Reach out to us. Again, I'm going to leave their usernames their contact, their emails, whatever they want me to put on there so you can contact them or me. Reach out. We can help you. We want to help you grow because it's about you and me and her and your friends and your future and your legacy. We want you to be successful. There's no greed here. There's no competition. There's just love to go around. And trust me, from the deepest region of my heart, I love you. If someone hasn't said I love you to you today yet, I love you. People don't say I love you enough. And that's just pure energy. We have unlimited resources of energy. We got to use our energy. It's not costing me a single dollar to say I love you. But it's making all the difference. To go wrapping this up, Michelle, Jessica, do you want to add something to this call? I do. I'm going to jump in first, Jessica. I am so proud of you, Luis. And I am so proud of you, Jessica. Because at your age to be finding your purpose. And there's an old saying, I don't know if you guys have ever heard it, but if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what we're doing. We will never work a day again in our life, but yet we're going to make money. We're making money doing what we love. And I think that's exactly your point. And 
to be that young and being free from the mental prison at your age is it's unremarkable to um for me to watch you guys and i'm so proud of both of you and by the way this is a perfect moment to bring this up because i really one of my my objectives with this podcast is to close the gap of the millennials with with the boomers or with the other generations right and is that there's a there's a preconception that if you're young you're probably stupid and you don't you're going to waste my time i want to close that gap and show you guys that no it's it's not the age it's not the age it's it's what you have in your heart it's what you have in your mind and michelle can you tell us how old are you i am 50 I be everybody's mama <laughs> And let me just say, it's never too late to start. So if someone's listening to you in their 30s thinking, well, yeah, but he's 10 years younger than me. Uh, I'm 20 years. No, I'm 30 years older than you. And just now embarking on this process. Don't wait until you're my age to start living. Yeah, it's never too late. It's never too early. If you're 15 and listening to this podcast, if you're 12 listening to this podcast, you already have the seed in your mind. Let it grow. Water it. Water your garden that is your mind. And trust me, things will change for you. Six months of focus can change your whole life. 50 minutes of meditation can make you aware of who you are. Stop asking, who am I? Stop that right now. You don't have to ask. Just know. Just connect to that higher self that you have, that you are. And let that higher self tell you who you are. Because if you try and ask someone else, hey, who am I? You're not going to be living in your purpose. Jessica, do you want to add something? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast, Michelle. I've learned so many gems. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here. And while you were talking, um, my app that came down said, I love who I am. And if you just write down all the things that make you who you are, that alone is a start. And if you don't know what you want to do, write down what you don't want to do. Mm. Write on a piece of paper what you don't want, what you don't want to be. And then look at the other side and write down who you want to be. Yes. So that's my advice. Thank yeah. you so much. I love that. I love that. For the, for the people who, who are new on this podcast, we love giving you things that you can actually do to get that shift that change in your life that you're looking for because trust me yo this is free. we're not charging you a cent for this we just want you to grow so you have some action steps right here that you can do write what you like about yourself write what you love about yourself because it's not the same liking and loving write what you don't like write what you want to do 
and take 15 minutes for yourself out of your busy day i know you're very busy i know you're doing a lot of stuff you gotta go watch netflix you gotta you gotta go work you know but take 15 minutes go to the park go to the roof i love going up to my roof and take 15 minutes by clock just only 15 if you want to stay more stay there but you're gonna see what happens you're gonna see how the worry fades away every minute that passes every second every breath in and out you take it's gonna be life coming into you and it's gonna be you living why do you go on vacation just to end this up you go on vacation to be in the moment to live you can actually live anywhere you can be in the moment every day you don't gotta go on vacation When you go on vacation, you're purposely living, but you can purposely live every day because you have purpose. Family, that, I'm going to end this call right here. This, wow, this was such an amazing episode. I knew it from the beginning that it was going to be an amazing episode. I just didn't know what was going to come up, but I'm glad I didn't know because you know what? You don't got to know everything. You just got to know the next step. The next step for me today was start the call. I had nothing else. And sometimes it's going to be like that. Most of the time it's going to be like that. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's okay. Family, if you liked this podcast, please share. Please leave a comment. Please leave a like. Please leave a rating if you enjoyed this podcast so people can know that we are sharing value on this podcast if you thought that was worthy of a five-star rating give us a five-star so other people can actually see why are they giving that this a five-star if you if you know why then please let me know what stuck to you what resonated with you what you liked about this podcast and some giveaways will come in the future trust me because i don't i don't want to just share knowledge with you I want to share actual physical things with you because it's all about sharing and giving. Family, that's all for today. I'll see you where? The next event. When's going to be the next event, actually? Tomorrow. Podcasts are daily on now because growth is daily. It's not grow now and a year later. It's grow every day. I don't want to be accountable with you and for me. So I'm going to be here. Come back. We're going to share more knowledge, more value, more love. Family, that's all for today. I love you. Guys, Michelle, Jessica, thanks for joining me. This was an awesome 